Lords of the Long Box. This week we got a special episode. We have a uh, long-term spec. We got a special guest. And is the special guest really the Black Knight? What's good, party people? Happy new comic book day to you. Welcome to another edition of Lords of the Long Box, episode 141. I got my man, Nemesis Prime. Say what's up. What's going on, everybody? Hey, I just want to show off a little book. Someone said this is not a key book, Batman 357. We're going to talk about that tonight. No, not really. We're doing Black Knight, but uh, someone thinks this is not a key. Uh, don't fuck with the DC, yo. And uh, my man Otto is down for the count. My man Dark Side Jedi couldn't make it. So we got com- coming off the bench. We got your friend, our friend, Milton the Man. And we'll say what's up. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Happy to fill the big shoes of Otto and Dark Side Jedi. Just uh, popping in for a little bit. I don't know if they're big shoes, but they're big something, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Both of them are big fellas, so. (laughs) Rotund. Hey, uh, this show is brought to you by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. The show is also brought to you by TheGeekySwagShop.com. Go to TheGeekySwagShop.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B. You have 15% off anything. In the geeky swag shop, including these beautiful shirts that we're wearing, black. Look, we represented all three colors this time, man. Because uh, man, I was rocking the old school blue, man. So we Love got a blue. busy, busy week of news. Uh, so we're so I'm gonna say what's up to everybody in live chat. And there's 93 of you. I can't. <laughs> I used to be able to say what's up to everybody in the live chat, but there's just way too many of you in there right now, man. But uh, yeah, man, we had a lot of news drop this week. This week we're gonna do uh some stuff about moon knight we got some stuff about uh Haley steinfeld who's going to be uh kate bishop that's been long spec for a long time and speaking of which we have another long-term spec list man already but this one is only six characters but could be about eight or nine books that you get a hold of there's some wonky stuff in there man but uh let's get right to it boys and girls first off on the subject is i don't know if you guys heard man but um this fine ass girl is coming to Ooh. Disney Plus, man. Yo, Haley signed Steinfeld. I always say Seinfeld, like she's signed Jerry Seinfeld's daughter or something. <laughs> uh, but Haley Seinfeld is in talks, and we're pretty much hearing it's done deal now. She's going to be playing Kate Bishop on the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Uh, this book has been hot for me. I, to be honest with you, I don't know why this book isn't hotter. Um, but this shows that they're going to be doing the Hawkeye series from Matt Fraction. Uh, mm-hmm. which was a great series. It won awards. It's been pretty much a, it's, it's Hawkeye in the streets, literally his neighborhood, his complex. We get to see Kate Bishop learn more from him. She's actually the more responsible one of the two. Um, and it looks like Disney plus is going to be going that route. I mean, it, it's a great series. If you've never read it. Um, have you read that one at Manimal? The Matt Fraction one? Yeah. No, I haven't, but I did read all the, um, the Young Avengers stuff. I love that. I love mm. the Young Avengers when it first oh, came out. That, um, we're going to get to that later, actually. But let's talk about uh, young Kate Bishop here because I have a feeling uh, this book is going to be coming up uh, a lot. Because um, you know what? 
when we talked about this, uh, there's been other reports, and we've been talking about this for a while, um, that a Young Avengers was coming to, and we thought it was going to be the big screen, but it looks like that, um, what's his name, Kevin Feige has heisted another show, and this Young Avengers reports are saying that it's going to be on Disney+, Plus, which is a great thing, because guess who, you know what, Young Avengers, Kate Bishop, what do they have in common, Justin? Boom, that's what they have in common. What is the pricing on this? I mean, you guys can see this. I mean, we are looking at 9.8. Like you said, it's unbelievable. This book is only $249 and a 9.8. You got tons of first appearances. The news dropped at San Diego Comic Con, and this book is still not hotter than that. I'm surprised. But as you can see, there are three different versions to get there's the regular cover, which is shown right now in that 9.8. There is a director's cut, which doesn't sell for that much, only $140. GPA is $136. But there is that Wizard World Comic Con. Uh, I have it. A, uh, yes, you do. I've seen yeah, that. I've I seen do. Signed by Jim Chung, one of my favorite artists too. Man, I got it in. A, that's one of those comics I had already in a nine eight, and I uh, I was like, oh man, all right. So I took a chance and I cracked it and had it him sign it and slap it. And it still came back a nine eight. I was like, oh awesome. man, tempting fate there. Right. I could, that that could have been the kiss of death because normally I have bad luck with that. So the gods were in my favor that day. Um, I know this sounds like hyperbole, but yes, Young Avengers could be this generation or era's giant size X-Men. And I don't mean that as far as pricing, but I mean, there's four first appearances in it. I mean, there's Wiccan, mm-hmm. Iron Page, Iron Lad, Hulkling, and somebody Patriot. else, man. Patriot, yeah. I mean, the story. Yeah, Kate Bishop, too, but she's not even Hawkeye yet, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But this is one of those great books. And like, you know, when I was just looked it up and then I looked at it, I was like, that can't be right. The pricing is, you know, that's pretty damn cheap, man. I mean, there's a ton. That's why there's a ton of um, the print run is pretty damn high on these. But that's why that Wizard World LA uh, variant is so hot because guess there is no Wizard World LA anymore. You're not going to get that. And basically, it's the same cover except for it's a black and white sketch variant. Um, and you know, and that's and uh, that's why you know. But I think that's where they're going, man. They can build up a whole team of them. They could be, you know, eventually. I mean, uh, we'll talk about it later, uh, Manimal, in the comics, because I I remember yeah. reading that one. Uh, was a Children's Crusade, which is another great story, and how they intertwine yeah. with like the Avengers. I mean, After the Jim, House of M stuff, and yeah, Jim Chung just absolutely kills the art on it. I mean, on mm-hmm. all of the because he did not only did the covers, but he did the internals um, as well. Yeah, it was uh, a great got, run, man. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you can find. I mean, they're selling the runs now, and then they're, you know, they've been sprinkled out throughout the uh, Marvel universe, and as far as the comics, you know. But I can see them. It came to a point where they're like, all right, you're not Young Avengers anymore. You're just Avengers now. But I think it's a great way for them to put something on there to get the young people involved. You know what I mean? Because people are kind of tired. If you're a teen and you just keep on seeing old ass, you know, Tony Stark, and you know, even you know, Captain America's getting old. You know, you need they you need to get some fresh blood. I mean, it's a it's a chance that they take, but look at the chick they got to play Kate Bishop, right? She, I, th- I thought she was great in Bumblebee. I really enjoyed it. I, arguably one of the best Transformers movies they've ever made is Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I agree. So, yeah. Being, so. being a Transformers guy, I 100% agree on that. And I mean, she even voiced uh, Gwen Stacy Spider Gwen in the Spider Verse movie. That thing won an Oscar. She was great in that. Show. I'm sure yeah. she'll be back for the second one. And she's like a quarter Filipino, man. She's got the hopper in her. That's why she's so hot. Us, us, us part Asians, man. We just don't, we don't age, you know. We're like gingers in a way, but we have <laughs> souls, you know, how gingers don't hey, age. <laughs> easy there. Easy there. <laughs> All right, man. On to the next news. And this is actually something a man, uh, Mikey Sutton, had dropped. And then we got some more details from it from the, the Black Knight, man. Um, Mikey Sutton reports that Moon Knight will be the MCU version 
of the Dark Knight. So think of Dark Knight Batman, but with a mystical backdrop. Bad guys being discussed for the series are Dormammu, Bushman, yeah. Morpheus, and somebody named Stained Glass Scarlet. I have no idea who it's a mouthful. Those- Yes, but I mean, we all know Dormammu, which is Doctor Strange's kind of prote- uh, antagonist, and this is a hot book. What, what kind of pricing you got on this, Justin? I mean, as you can see, a last sold was 9.6, and what's interesting, that means there's no 9.8s out there, but this book is definitely hot. $2,100 back in February, this thing sold for, and then in January, a 9.2 sold for $975. So again, there's no 9.4s out there either. So good luck trying to find this in high grade. I have two of them and I can't get past the 6.0 because uh, I was getting these when uh, Dr. Strange was coming out. I knew Dormammu was going to be in it. So I was snagging them. And dude, they are hard, hard, hard to find in high grade. Oh, I agree. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's the first appearance of Dormammu, but it's also the first appearance of Clea. And we spec that a while ago, too, that uh, making a Strange Tales Disney Plus series starring Dr. Uh, excuse me, Brother Voodoo and Clea. I, I don't know if they're going to call him Brother Voodoo. Though. That seems like a very kind of stereotypical thing from the 70s. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe well, Dr- he's, he's Voodoo and a brother kind of works with that. You know, it's more well, like maybe Dr. Voodoo. I mean, because we already know his brother already appeared in um, Doctor Strange. Number one, he got killed defending the Sanctum Sanctorum in New York mm-hmm. City. So, I mean, that goes right in his kind of origin, right? Because Brother Voodoo's brother is a spirit that kind of hangs out with them. Of course, this is yeah. classic Stan mm-hmm. Lee and Jack Kirby, man. So hopefully uh, Pops Foster is in the live chat. He's been a collector for 60 years. I bet you he's got multiple copies of this, but going to need to see that doctorate. If they're going to call him Dr. Voodoo, bro. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know about brother Voodoo. Maybe just Voodoo. Voodoo could be just Voodoo. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one that was, they talked about or uh, that Mikey Sun drop was Bushman. Now uh, I'll let you got any info on Bushman. Cause uh, this, this is classic moon Knight. This is classic Doug Moench and Bill Sienkiewicz. I don't I know I pronounced Sienkiewicz correctly. I think it's Moench, uh, but this is basically the 1980 Moon Knight classic run, Fist of the Conchu, and Bushman is probably the biggest arch enemy yeah. of Moon Knight, right? What, what do you got on that, Manimal? Yeah, he. I mean, he's like the origin story for him. So, you know, in a nutshell, you had um, all these mercenaries out in, in Egypt or whatever. They come across some guy who's an archaeologist, who's searching for this, you know, buried treasure. Bushman is the bad guy of the crew, which consists of Mark Spector and, um, and like uh Frenchie, which ends up being yeah, kind Frenchie. of like right hand man. And uh, Bushman kills the archeologist and kills Mark Spector or hurts him, which then Mark Spector becomes Moon Knight from the Conchu. Is that how we're pronouncing yeah, it? Yeah. Fist of the Conchu. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's pretty much like the origin story villain. You know, they were buddies. They were war buddies, but one broke bad. They probably weren't even that good of friends, but Bushman yeah. was always an asshole. Um, yeah, because Frenchie was, is in the current run, which I don't most like. most runs. He's yeah, usually the, like a supporting. He's like his Alfred, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and there you go. Jacob Yakubik says, Brother Voodoo is currently called Dr. Voodoo in the comics. And I remember, I have a variant, actually, that says Dr. Voodoo. It's yeah, a, a variant. Dr. Uh, Voodoo for a while. But like yeah. I said, man, where's the doctorate? I need to see the <laughs> certificate. Oh, you you want to see uh, you want to see receipts? Yeah, where did, see- to, where did you go to med school, <laughs> dude? In Haiti, where where else did the voodoo doctors go to school, man? Uh, did you lose that over here? <laughs> yeah, man. So you know what? There was some pr- interesting pricing on this uh, when I saw it. 
Um, I was actually surprised because this book's been moving because we all know where my night's been moving, but I'd be surprised. Justin, what kind of, what kind of sales data we got on this? Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, last sold was for $310 and a 9.8, but nine, a GPA on 90 day GPA is only 205, which means that this book was lower before San Diego Comic-Con and now it's on the upward spiral. So, and then even 9.6 is again, it's a modern, it's, you know, it's a bronze age, modern book. 104 for a 9.6 but you know 90 day gpa was a little over that 107 so that guy who bought it for 104 got it for you know got it for a good price yeah and i'm pretty sure when as soon as the d23 news dropped everybody was it, world of my night 32 forget about it you know that's that boat has sailed you know if you haven't gotten it already then you know it's going to be up there but everybody's snatching these up they're snatching up the finch run which is another that one is pretty damn good that one is like violent freaking uh Moon Knight. that's the charlie huston run yeah and yeah that, man that's my favorite i think that's volume three it's an amazing run i think it came out in like 2005 2006 and it's actually like where he's been they don't retcon him he's actually like not moon knight anymore and then he becomes Moon Knight again. He's kind of like lost the powers of Khonshu and he's getting them back. Bushman shows up in that. The art, like you said, the Finch artwork. Oh, the Finch got phenomenal. Oh, incredible. It yeah. makes it so great. Those covers they got are that amazing. bloody uh, fist variant that Finch did. That's uh, those some of those covers, like the first, I don't know. It was there's so many volumes of Moon Knight, man. You just it's just they don't know what to do with the character. But before I get too carried away, man, I want to give a shout out to uh uh they reached out to me on Facebook and they asked if we can give them a shout out and we're going to get them on the show. It's something that's dear and near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's a, it's a group called um, comics in the classroom and they're based out of Florida. Basically uh, what she does is she teaches kids how to read by using comic books, man. And they're purely off of uh, they've been using the same books over and over again. I was like, you know what? Let's see what we could do to get the community to donate some reader copies for these kids to learn how to read, right? I mean, you know, so obviously it needs to be age appropriate. You know, they're about uh, sixth to eighth graders. So, you know, no issues of Faust, please, and you know, anything like that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we all have reader copies sitting around that aren't doing anything. So, what I'm going to uh, get them on next week, I put the Facebook group in there. It's called Comics in the Classroom. I'm going to have her on next week and uh, interviewers tell her what she could do and how we can go about donating books to the cause and get you, you know, get all those reader copies that you just got sitting around or throwing away and not doing anything, you know, preferably runs of, you know, so they can have completed stories. It kind of sucks to teach a kid how to learn how to read when it's just a single issue, mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, age appropriate. So I'll have them on here next week. They're doing a great thing because I remember I talked about it on Tony Sanders that Comics helped me read when I was a kid, right? I mean, you know, I didn't know how to pronounce omnipotent, but I knew what it meant. I was saying omnipotent for like years and years till I heard actually There's somebody still say people it. saying that, so don't worry. Heck yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, for a while I was like, ooh, somebody said it's omni omnipotent. Gosh, darn, I've, been, I've been saying omnipotent for the longest time. I had no idea, man. So shout out to comics in the classroom. We'll try to get them on next week. Uh probably a separate day than my man MC Word Burglar, who's gonna be on. Gonna be dope. Can't wait for him. word burglar, man. He's gonna slide up in there, probably a good 30, 45 minutes. He's gonna talk about his new album, talk about his rap career, both his uh influences in comic books and in in, in rap game, and then uh maybe hang out and talk about some stuff, man. So it's gonna be a good thing. Uh let's go up to the next thing. Uh, let's go over some of the other villains that have been talked about that are gonna be appearing. Uh, we went through Dormammu, Bushman, and this one. I, I you know what? I, I straight up tell you, man, I don't know who it is. I don't know who they are, but we got the issues and these may be some books to get. Both of these villains are, are, are going to be appearing in the Moon Knight series from what we're getting from the Black Knight Report. Moon Knight number 12 is the first appearance of Morpheus. 
And Moon Knight 14 is the first appearance of some crazy chick named Stained Glass Scarlet. I had no idea who these people were. But you know what? We got some sales data on it, and it's hardly anything. So they're cheap. What is it, Justin? Uh, the Moon Knight 12, which is first Morpheus. I mean, you're looking at 9.8s for $181 was last sold. Dropping that down to a 9.6 sold for $50. Which that's is, shocking to me that it went even that high, dude. Somebody uh, knows something. Yeah, well, that's what it is. You know, someone's buying up these books. And then here it is. For the Moon Knight 14, the last one that sold, sold for $38 back in July 2015. Hmm. But a 9.6 recently sold for $81. So you can tell that people are looking for this book and they're getting it more now than they were years ago so there's no other 9.8s out there yeah, so I, and as we always say kevin feige likes to stick to the comic book storylines these bushman morpheus stained glass scarlet all of that and the only thing that's tying them to the supernatural world is dormammu remember all they're doing all the egyptian kind of mystical stuff they're staying away from the crazy version that's out there now which is whack i don't like moon knight in a three-piece suit but yeah, that's not nah, horrible well morpheus so morpheus is a good character of supernatural he's the only one out of these two i was familiar with um and he actually has a lot of tie with moon knight lore whereas he's tied in with um moon knight's like love interest marlene her brother is a doctor who actually like creates morpheus which basically yeah. like Gives him some serum where he becomes um, he doesn't sleep and he has like telekinesis and he can bond with Moon Knight and he kind of has like um, his sleep energy is like psionic, if you will. And it just like he pushes it out there and he's kind of got that like demon monster looking feel to him. But both these characters look as like if you look at like the Netflix shows, these are like the mid the mid season villains. You know what I mean? They're like one offs. Like Typhoid Mary. Charlotte kind of seems like she could be more of a like working with moon Knight, Like she's a little bit more aggressive vigilante aspect where, yeah, like, she, I don't think she's really a villain. I think she's actually yeah, she's uh, a murderer though, but so yeah. she could be like a foil to him kind of like mm -hmm. typhoid Mary. Really? Yeah. I mean, she has some kind of weird connection with them where they can mentally, she doesn't have superpowers, but she has like some type of uh, sonic or mental connection with mm -hmm. moon Knight. So, you know, I'm really glad they're going like full flowing Cape moon Knight, dark Knight version. I'm glad they weren't saying, saying people are going to say it's a Batman ripoff because if it does well, people are going to, and right. Right now there is no batman movie so you know marvel can do whatever they want for the next two years or three years or you know um but yeah that's scar i mean it's interesting if i mean that whole moon knight run is pretty good we're talking you know doug moench who right. also created moon knight and uh werewolf by night thermo 32 but bill sinkevich absolutely killed it and still he's still killing it to this very day man sinkevich it's in his twitter that's how you say it <laughs> <laughs> uh let's go to the next story on here man um and that's it for the black knight report but guess what we got for you boys and girls we got a long-term spec list uh and this one i i i was hesitant to put this one on here but <laughs> it's a cool character and it's still a book that's gonna that's hot and you should get anyway um but what i'm hearing about the hawkeye series they're going full-on fraction um they're gonna put in the dog that's right. Mm -hmm. Lucky the pizza dog is going to be featured in the Hawkeye series. And uh, the reason I put this cover on it is because it's badass. But that's the, that's the uh, Adigranov variant for Hawkeye number one. Uh, the regular variant, if you've seen it, there's, there's like five prints of it. It's the white cover with him mm -hmm. standing up on like a building. Uh, but what's the sales date on this? I mean, it's still pretty cheap. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty cheap book. I mean, you're looking at 9.8 sold for $80. GPA on that is $83. But yeah, like you said, man, that Adi Granava, that was a one in 25 variant. The last 9.8 sold for $80, but that's four years ago, July, 2015. I mean, I wish I would have picked this book up. 
But I think this book is going to get hot once the Hawkeye series pick up. And we are if they're going to be putting Kate Bishop in it, Hawkeye, and damn lucky the pizza dog in it, dude, they're doing yeah. the fraction run. I mean, because that fraction run is, is is pretty damn good. I mean, if you don't know, he basically owns a building in New York City, and there's some like some Euro mobsters that you know the typical tracksuit wearing guys, and he's fighting them. There's some one offs, but basically like the day in the life of an Avenger when he's not off saving the world, you know. But yeah. you know, uh-huh. it did Very it did Hawkeye good. Very yeah. grounded, which Hawkeye should be. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it did him well. You know, because you know, people always—it's like in that in uh, Age of Ultron where he goes, "Look, we're going out there to fight for the world, and I got a bow and arrow." As he tells Scarlet Witch, right? And that's kind of—that's him in a nutshell. To put you it, you know, and uh, Jeremy Renner is just such a great actor, and he, you know, he's good at doing like the comedy subtly. Like he will play well with a uh, young female protege. They can play off the whole aspect of you know Black Widow and him had this bond, and now he has another woman that he's bonding with. Probably sees a little bit of her in there. And he's also probably trying to feel a little bit of like his daughter aspect and make up for the death of Black Widow. I think it's going to be great, man. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Otto, who's somehow in the live chat. Well, I thought he was working today. <laughs> he's probably got the YouTube right next oh, to the bar. Oh, man, look at that. See, look, he can't even – he's at the bar. And he's – you know what, Otto? While you're at the bar, you should be putting us on the TV screens for all the people at the bar. And then they'll yeah, get drunk yeah. and, and throw shit at the screen. And then you have to buy uh, – Share that. Uh, any news on Excalibur? No, well, I mean, we broke it last week. I mean, I mean, it's still it's in development. You know, when we get these things that are being reported and talked about, it's not like they're going to be saying it immediately. There's so much stuff that's. I mean, I read a report that the, somebody said that there's ten more Disney Plus shows that they haven't talked about yet. So think about all the things that we talked about that hasn't been ta- that hasn't been made public yet by uh, Marvel Studios. Uh, is there a Marvel's TV studios announcement in October? I don't know, but I'll ask the Black Knight. I'm assuming you mean um, um, like a thing they did for phase three, right? Or phase two when they went in out of movie studio. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would think if anything, there should be a Hulu announcement soon. And October is New York Comic Con. I don't think that's big enough for them to make any large. And maybe. Oh, I no, mean, yeah, you know, definitely. If Marvel's yeah, maybe. there, they can do it. We're still waiting for the uh, Hulu news to drop all the supernatural stuff, but um, so the first uh, the first Marvel thing doesn't come out till what Mar- March of 2020, and that's the Hawkeye show. Uh, November, November is when Disney Plus launches, and it's going to launch the first. Like Marvel doesn't. Yeah. I think it's either Winter Soldier, Falcon, or What If. I'm oh yeah, sure. Winter yeah. I think I mean, Winter What If is for sure coming, and maybe Winter Soldier or Falcon are going to be the first ones, but they're going to go. With the ground running November 12th. So they're going to have yeah. everything on there and they're definitely going to launch with, you know, a Marvel show. I'm pretty sure a Disney show for the, I think it was a high Star school. Oh yeah. Oh, Mandalorian the, too, dude. Mandalorian. So, Mandalorian. Yeah. Everyone's waiting for that Mandalorian. So, so I think what the word is, we're still waiting. If it's going to be, uh, did they already come on and say it's going to be weekly or they're going to put weekly, them all up yeah. at once? No, yeah, it's, still, weekly. it's weekly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. I mean, that like, you know, a lot of us like to have build moment, you know, like to build things up and it, you know what, having it weekly us, it also gives water cooler talk, right? Cause no. it's hard to have water cooler talk when one dude is watching the entire series and you're only three episodes in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, true. It's it's good for reviews too because now people can do like weekly reviews and wait till the next one because it sucks when Netflix had it and they reviewed here's the first three episodes next yep. tomorrow watch me review the next three episodes and by that time is this I think it's good for Marvel to keep from things from being spoiled because you know they don't like uh, people spoiling stuff like we do <laughs> As I said that I'm just thinking wait a second um, next up on the long term spec list is something that we've all talked about and which kind of just expecting it to drop man but well we're getting word that. Kevin Feige has put Super Scroll 
onto the long-term spec list. I forgot to, I, I probably should have prefaced this all by saying the long-term spec list is a list that the studios put a reserve on characters that they want to use. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have their own solo film or series, but that they want to use them in either a, a TV series or one of the movies. So we're getting word on the long-term spec list that Super Scroll, that's Super Scroll, because I'm very specific when I say this Super Scroll, Clark or whatever his name is, Kalart or whatever, Kurt. is the first Super Scroll, but there's been numerous iterations of Super Scrolls. There was even a Super Scroll that had all the powers of the Illuminati, but this, the OG Super Scroll, had the superpowers of the Fantastic Four, and you are going to be kind of shell-shocked when you see the pricing on this. Oh, man, I've been looking for that book for a while, man. It's it's tough to find. It's been yeah. a, a spec book for a while. Yep. It's a great book. I mean, you know, you're you're talking in the teens for the Fantastic Four books. I mean, both of these books and then high grade sold in 2015. I can't even imagine what those prices would be like four years later. Yeah. I, I mean, nine thousand dollars for a nine point four in 2015. Sure. What's, what's the, the inflation on that? Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I we all can only we know that these have been put on a name on the reserve list by uh, Kevin Feige. Um, so let me preface this by saying Lucky the Dog was being put a reserved on for Disney Plus. Uh, Super Skull is being put a reserved on for film. So that means there Kevin Feige is putting a reserve on this one. Kevin Feige put a reserve on Lucky the Dog, which is no big deal. But I think it's a cool comic, right? I mean, you yeah, know, fun, the dog is a. Yeah. The dog is a big part of the series. And, you know, I, I'm a big dog guy. So anytime you could push dogs, crypto the dog, whatever dog, man, even the dog and Doctor Strange, when he got killed, man, I was kind of sad, man. That was messed up, man. But he came back in like this crazy kind of hound dog or uh, kind of spirit. Have you guys read the current run of Doctor Strange with this dog that talks? It's pretty awesome, yeah. man. How about Cosmo? Cool. You a big Cosmo fan? Oh, yeah, man, with the crazy Russian accent. Dude, yeah. I read it. Cosmo, when I read Cosmo, yeah. I have a crazy Russian accent in my head when I read it. I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. When I read certain things and I know what that person sounds like, I read it in their voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, they also like, write it like the, it's easy. to. He, he's one of those characters where they write his accent where it's very easy to read it that way. They want to, to drink the vodka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my name is Nick the Brick. I'm a Russian figure skater. Like that? Yeah. I actually worked with a Russian dude. And it was really tough, right? And his name was Nick Svortman. He was from like like hardcore communist Russia. And this was like in the uh, early 90s. And he was, and he goes, call me Nick the Brick. I said, Nick the Brick? He goes, yeah. I said, what'd you do in Russia? He goes, I used to skate. Oh, you played hockey? He goes, no, no, no. I was a male figure skater. And I was like, <laughs> and you want me to call you Nick the Brick? All right, man. Well, you know those Russians. If I know it's off track, but just go on YouTube and look for Russian uh, car cams. They capture the craziest shit you will ever see on YouTube. The stuff yep. that they catch on there, there's meteors, there's fights, there's a dude with a bear in the back of a motorcycle. Man, all kinds of crazy stuff, but let's get next to it, boys and girls. Um, this book, we already talked about. Uh, this one is being put on reserve for Disney+, Plus, and if we put two and two together, that tells me that um, Wiccan is going to be on the yeah i had it right here i was setting it all up man sorry wiccan is going to be in the young avengers because they put a they put a hold on wiccan wiccan is first he was first appearance as young avengers number one he was known as asgardian mm -hmm. he didn't become wiccan until like uh, young avengers number six and he's also the resurrected son of the scarlet witch twin son twin son i think the other one is speed right speed yeah yeah speak on that what i mean the young avengers started and they went all kinds of they got Kang. Yeah, you had Kang all the one of them. Yeah, you had all the guys. Obviously, like 
you know, um, representing the original Avengers, you had the Hulk, which was Hulkling, and you had Asgardian Wiccan. But what really was, he had no ties to Asgard, and he had no, he was just magic. He had ties with, just like from his mother from Scarlet Witch. But then the whole convoluted story between him and Wiccan, you know, that was back when she thought she had um, children with Vision and Mephisto tricked her, and then they went away, and apparently they didn't go away. It was retconned, and uh, they've always been alive. But, I mean, yeah, Wiccan and Hulkling, I mean, they're not going to make a Young Avengers without those two characters. There's too much This has been put a reserve on Wiccan, so this tells me that he's going to be on before the Young Avengers, and my guess is he'll be in either uh, WandaVision or in Doctor Strange because he has the mystical power. He has spellcasting abilities. Yeah, WandaVision for sure. If they have both him and Vision, you know, it could show something like that. Yeah. So what's interesting is he is on the reserve list, like specifically Wiccan. I mean, not the Young Avengers. We know Young Avengers is coming, but I'm I'm thinking Wiccan is going to come first uh, oh, before wow. the rest of them. So they're you know you, they're going to use him, and it says Wiccan is going to be part of Disney Plus. So that tells me it can be sounds like either WandaVision or maybe even appears in the Hawkeye series. He gets to know Kate Bishop because you yeah. know Kate Bishop was actually. Uh, she wasn't a young Avenger in the first one, right? I mean, they eventually she, brought her she in. There, she she actually is the only character who's been on every iteration of the Young Avengers. Is Kate Bishop? Yeah. Isn't so, she a better uh, marksman than Hawkeye or Clint Barton? I, I think they have argued that at points, but yeah. I, who knows? Yeah, I like the uh, I like the Ultimate version of Clint Barton, but basically anything he holds oh. becomes a weapon. Like he yeah. can throw he like pencil. Yeah. yeah, he's basically like bullseye, but he's you know. He was kind of a, he was sadistic too. Like he was kind of a bad dude. Yeah. Uh, next up is a book that we actually specced a while ago, man. Like four months ago, we said, watch out. We're hearing that he's coming. And sure enough, there's been a reserve for him for TV. So that tells you it's either ABC or FX. We said in the Dakota North series, they want to use Dominique Fortune. Yes, Dominique Fortune. Dude, you know why? I just get the show off this Awesome book, dude. Marvel preview number two. Dominique Fortune appeared in a backup story created by the great Len Wein and Howard Chaikin in 1975. We all know this Punisher cover, but how many of us knew that the first appearance of Dominique Fortune, who is kind of this crazy mercenary spy cat that you know has been around for a while? I mean, there's what's the sales date on this? I don't know if I have a graphic to be honest. Yeah, I've been I was crazy doing graphics all day but what kind of pricing data you got on this i mean hey a 9.8 last sold for 950 dollars you're looking 12 month gpa is 933 uh Mm. i mean even 9.6 is for a 1975 book 1975 466 dollars and that was april yeah so here richie taylor's right this is actually the first origin of the Punisher. And that's probably why the pricing is so high in this. This is the first time they told the origin. And this is obviously this is a magazine size. So it's really hard to find in a 9.8, but this is double spec. Origin is Punisher. It's also the first appearance of Dominique Fortune, man. Go Google some pictures. That's a a high price tag for first appearance of Dominique Fortune. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's early Punisher. I mean, it's outside the Punisher series. I mean, you remember, I mean, 1975. I mean, there wasn't many Punisher. Remember, the Punisher only really started getting hot in the 80s, right? with Punisher War Journal, what Jim Lee was doing it. So, I mean, back then, Punisher score stories were kind of scarce. He popped up in Spider-Man and Daredevil every now and then, but this is 1975. This is kind of 
crazy that we're talking, you know, because you think about the first Punisher came out and Amazing Spider-Man 129, right? Mm -hmm. That's yep. that's like right in the middle of the Bronze Age. And then you got this great. I just think this is a great book, man. I love these magazine size kind of one offs, kind of weird stuff. Uh, JLS Comics, looking at dropping some knowledge, saying that, did you know he's based on Atlas Comics' The Scorpion? I'm assuming he meant Dominique Fortune and not The Punisher, right, JLS? Because <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> so that one is on a spec list for TV. That has been on the reserve list for TV. There's not many options for TV when it comes to uh, Disney. You know, It's either ABC or Hulu. Uh, my guess is ABC. Because remember... Did you say FX also? Yeah, FX. Uh, that's what we were told that the Netflix series were going to end up on, which is perfect, right? Uh, but we, when we first found out about Dominique Fortune was when we found out that ABC was developing a Dakota North TV series, uh, and he would fit in that world. Um, but that's interesting. Uh, next up is... I don't even know why we're actually putting this on there because I mean it's it's coming it's being it's going to be used and it's an expensive ass book, um. But where is my graphic? Hmm, I must have ran out. But anyway, we're finding out on the long term spec list that um, Black Bolt has been reserved for movies. That gives you. Um, that means there's rumors about an Inhumans being rebooted, but this tells you if they're only reserving Black Bolt, that means that it's going to be Black Bolt making a, an appearance by himself in the movies. Um, in the comics, in FF45, um, it's funny because the first person to get, I believe, introduced was Crystal. She met, she meets Johnny Storm, right? Johnny Storm is always falling in love and getting heartbroken. He hooks up with Crystal, and then he reads the rest of the Inhumans. But what's the sales data on... Um, just for shits and giggles, man. What yeah. is the price I, of the FF45, the first appearance of the Black Bolt? I mean, we don't have a graphic to show you, but let me tell you this. A 9.8 sold in 2017 for $32,000. Holy. You know what? You know what would be great information is though, is then tell us what the low sale was like right after that show. Because that book bombed right after that show. Oh, bombed. No, this yeah. is recent sales data. So this is oh, all after. Yeah. So this was yeah. before, when was the show? 20, Around 2017. Yeah. yeah so 20, this could have been uh, before it. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause there's sales data on it. Cause I think after they realized when Disney was doing all this stuff now that, you know, but that man, even at the, when the show came out, the book bombed, but I mean, that's still a great book to have. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. been recent rumors that they want to reboot the Inhumans, but now we're finding out that there's a long term uh, that Kevin Feige is putting Black Bolt on the reserve list, uh, which is interesting. Just Black Bolt, not the rest of the Inhumans, which meaning they may have something planned for the Inhumans separately. I'm not saying there's going to be a Black Bolt solo film, but this could also mean that he, Kevin Feige he wants to use Black Bolt in one of those movies, perhaps Illuminati. Perhaps just Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel yeah. movie. Everybody forgot about you know the Illuminati. Black Bolt was the the silent strong type in there. Uh, another one on the long term spec list is coming to Disney Plus, and this one is is kind of easy to you guys should have bought it already because the show was already made and they had nowhere to put it. But we're finding that they're finally putting New Warriors on a reserve list for Disney Plus. So it sounds like if we put all the information we know about the New Warriors show. They made some episodes. They couldn't find a place for it. Wait, this is all before the Disney Fox deal. This is before Disney Plus was announced. This is when they were shopping it for like, remember, uh, ABC Freeform and Hulu and all these different. They couldn't find a home for it. Well, looks like they finally put a reserve on it for Disney Plus. That tells, and it's not any specific one, the entire team of New Warriors. So I don't know if this is going to be the iteration with Squirrel Girl. She wasn't in the original team. 
but the original team is pretty goofy, man. And there are some interesting, this is that the whole Hulk 180, 181, but not quite as, you know, <laughs> the big disparaging, yeah. but it's, it's a debate that you can have. What do we got on the sales data on the new warriors? No night thrasher. Yeah. We, I mean, we totally talked about this on another iteration of this channel before something went awry, but I mean, as you could see a, Thor 411 last sold for $163, but a Thor 412 sold for $175. So that's where, yes, the Hulk 180, 181 comes into play. But it's interesting because the GPA on the 9.6 is actually higher than the GPA on the 9.8. So why is that? Because more people are finding 9.6s. But again, it's a modern book, guys. You should have this in the collection. I'm sure I've seen this on a wall it's not even in walls on anymore. I, I've usually no. in long boxes. You could find this book. Yeah, so, I got both of them. So I mean, also it was great. Yeah. Dude, the New Warriors original run—that's one of the best '90s runs, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, New Warriors are really part big, giant part of um, Civil War, right? I mean, they were the ones yeah. that were fighting that guy and blew up the entire city. I or know. yeah, they it was the, they did like a whole reality TV show that, and that was what they yeah. talked about the. Um, the TV show being about was like, they were going to be like, take that kind of storyline of them reality TV and how they got out of control. And then nitro was just way out of their league and blew up the town. Yeah. So remember the first iteration was the, the hot chick that was 18 T girl. Um, and she was going to be squirrel girl and they were going to make it a comedy. So I don't know if that's still it because here's the interesting, uh, that girl that played squirrel girl, she's at every Marvel premiere, man, even though she she she's the voice actor for squirrel girl on the animated. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's got a reserve on it. So we've hopefully it finally found a home. It's supposed to be funny. So, you know, I'm on Disney plus, I'm going to be sure they're going to have stuff like Falcon with the soldiers, a bit serious when they're going to have stuff for kids. And then, you know, you, you got moon girl, devil dinosaur, you got Spider-Man is amazing friends, which we kind of halfway spec correctly, but, uh, Oh, speaking of which I don't have any Sony Disney news. So just stay tuned as soon as I get it. Trust me. As soon as I get it, it won't be on a Wednesday show. I'll come in live straight from work and I'll just do it. <laughs> do it. We'll go live. Freaking, we'll do it. Uh, and that's it, man. We, I mean, we'll answer some questions here and there. Uh, Manimal, what you got going on, man? Uh, what's what's the future of Manimal? What are you going to be doing uh, on the uh, the YouTubes or uh, new comic book reviews? You're going to be doing it on the Lord's channel? Where are you going to do it? I don't know yet. I mean, we've talked a little bit, you and I, about some things. As of now, not planning on doing my own channel right right yet kind of enjoying some of my uh free time coming back to me has been very nice um word word enjoy there's such a there's such a thing as social media burnout i will right. say that I mean, I did. reading all my books and not having to crush like 20 books in a tuesday afternoon yeah. which is nice <laughs> but, here's uh, what i hear a lot of, i saw a lot of when i posted this on the facebook i seen a lot of people ask they were like hey what's your opinions on powers of x and house of x i say if you want to do it after the run is done, come on the show and you can do uh, your own segment, your own video. I won't ask you about it. You come on, go solo, and you can do a review of the entire series as opposed to a week-by-week -week book. That's I would love to. to. People keep asking me about both those, Powers of Ten and House of X, and I'm just like, look, you, you kind of need to wait until it's done. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of – look, the best way to describe it, there's a lot of Hickman, okay? Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Hickman storylines are don't make any sense until the end, if at all. So, and then you still got to read it all over again. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, I was, we were talking about that. Like, Dark Side Jedi was like, Hey, I want to get into some Hick. I was like, Dude, just make sure you read it like three times over. And then you get it like, you know, all the new Avengers, all Avengers, the, the Fantastic Four stuff. Great stuff, but very, um, 
heady, right? You got right. like a lot of times you can just flip through a comic year uh, and then you're like, wait a second, let me go back. What did I miss? What did I miss? Um, so what is great about Hickman though is you can tell he's kind of a bit of a fanboy. Like he touches on like archives, like he goes into the archives on stories and brings up characters that no one really thinks about and makes them like a minor character into like a bigger character, which is kind of cool. So yeah. Huh. Well. So, uh, hey, after the video post, leave a comment if you want to see Manimal come on and do a review of whatever. Uh, you know, if you want to come on this channel, you can do it. We'll just let you kind of roam free and review whatever you want. So, you, if you, you have the venue. But I would say a lot of people are – we don't review new comics a lot. So, I think that would be a great segment for this show. Uh, but yeah. I would say, like you said, like a weekly review, I don't think is no, – I think. No story arcs when the story arc is done then you can kind of encapsulate it like you said you read two comics eh, but after 10 you're like ah right there's ah. a little bit more to talk about yeah so i think that's uh man uh benny blanco asked manimal did you like the boys the tv show yeah you know i really did um and i was kind of skeptical a little bit because i read the boys prior to watching the show and i was like how are they going to adapt this this shit is graphic and adult and very racy you know what i mean and then I did like the boys. Um, I think my only complaint, and I'm trying to keep this spoiler free, um, is when the boys, the book starts, the boys already knew each other. And in the boys, the TV show, it kind of, um, they're meeting each other. And that felt a little slow to me. But I did kind of feel like um, Highlander or, um, oh man, Homelander stole the show. That actor killed it, man. So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah they, had really every, they had everything but the dog fucking everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. In the comic, that dog was a little horn dog, man. Uh, Eddie Gomez asked, any news about Hercules? No. Any news about Spider-Man? No. I told you there are some things that are brewing right now, but uh, we got to wait to find out. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's happening right now. So and a lot of news out there. So we're trying to get the news accurate before we talk about it. But there is definitely some things in motion and there's and it's moving in different directions. Um how about uh, how about Nova? You were talking about New Warriors, and now with Nova, you know Nova being a founding member of New Warriors. It's funny that you said that because no, they are attaching Nova, and they're riding him like the human rocket that he is. As He's not going to. They, they definitely exactly. put him in New Warriors. That's a waste. That's, of I've been specking on the um, Nova miniseries uh, that has the first appearance of Nova in the World Mind. I think that's the iteration that's coming on the big screen. Annihilation run, yeah, exactly. There's a four. It's like a five issue miniseries where four. he first meets the world mind, and then he yeah. kind of becomes Supernova or Nova Prime, where he's kind of. And that always reminds me of Knight Rider and Kit. I like the voice in his helmet reminds me of Kit talking to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's when he's like uber powerful. He has basically all the powers of the Nova Corps, and that's when he's the mm -hmm. most badass. Uh, it's great because he. Nova prior to that, to the Annihilation run, was kind of a, he wasn't really part of the Nova Corps. He just did his own thing. And at the start of that run, he goes back to Xandar and they basically kind of treat him like shit. They're like, who are you, rookie? You haven't even yeah. been here. We don't care about your exploits on Earth. And then everyone gets destroyed and he's the last man standing. Yeah. Yeah. So they, the world mind finds them and it's kind of very uh, Green Lantern-ish as far yeah. as finding him and imbuing him with power. Uh, Saifu asks, is Jeff Loeb still reporting to Ike Perlman? Any changes to TV and film division? No, but they are playing with uh, Marvel Studios now. So Jeff Loeb and Kevin Feige are not you know, in disagreement anymore as was reported way back when they are Disney. Bob Iger said, look, we got this giant sandbox. You guys need to all play together because we can truly make a giant uh, connected universe now. So, uh, you know, F Jeff Loeb is still doing the TV stuff for Hulu 
and uh, FX and ABC. Uh, Kevin Feige is doing uh, the MCU and he's doing uh, Disney plus most of it. I don't think he's going to, he's going to be hands-on on the first wave, which is like all the MCU films. And then the second wave of stuff, he'll be like executive producer where he oversees it, but not the showrunner. I mean, that's just too much stuff for him. That's why Sony flat out lied when they said, uh, when the Sony picture CEO said, Kevin Feige just doesn't have enough time for Spider-Man. Bullshit. <laughs> that is the biggest bull right. crap. Kevin Feige makes time for Spider-Man. He loves Spider-Man. That's his, one of his favorite characters. So when the Sony CEO came out and said, Kevin Feige doesn't have enough time to make Spider-Man done right. Dude, did you see how well Far From Home came out? I mean, you know, he likes it, you know. Um, uh, this is always interesting. We'll let you, all of us chime in on this one. Hey, what's your opinion on the first appearance versus cameo of IE Wolverine and Hulk? Can't remember the actual issue numbers. Well, that would be Hulk 181 and 180. I have my opinions on this. What about you, Manimal? What are your feelings on the cameo and first appearance of Wolverine? Well, I think we know what he's going to do. That's my opinion. So here's my opinion on it is our opinion really doesn't matter. It's no, the what market the market decides. Exactly. Yeah. It's the market has decided this long, long ago. No matter what anybody says, it's Hulk 181. When everybody's bought up Hulk 181, They'll spend a little pennies and they'll get one Hulk 180, but it'll never, it'll always be the side chick to the main chick, which is Hulk 181. I mean, mm -hmm. you can go on. There's a lot of other things about there's all, whenever they change things, things, I mean, Spider-Man 2099, all right, you can do that as what's a first appearance. And also sometimes people are like, well, this is the first time they appeared in a comic, but it's a preview of what's going to come. And right. that's sometimes the first appearance. I mean, if you really want it, you could do Venom too. You could do yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 299 and 300, right? I mean, really, he appeared yeah. in 299. He's a full fucking panel on the end of 299. But Apocalypse 300... Does that too. X-Factor yeah. 5 and 6. Uh, what's the uh, Jimmy Olsen book and the Forever People book? Dark Side, yeah, right? Dark Side. Yeah. Which ones? I mean, we can go on what's considered a cameo and what's considered a first appearance. And I'd like to bring CGC on here just because they're the ones that put on the labels, right? Well, what's, what's the, the uh, you know, uh, Manimal, you read uh, what's it, Powers of X or House of X? They actually say Wolverine's first appearance in the book is uh, Hulk 180, right? In the in the book, they say that in those books. That, well, there's like a there's like pages, and I think it's on the back. It has all the different first appearances of all the characters, and it actually says that. Whole um Wolverine is 180 and it actually says Archangel is X-Men 3. Hmm. Yeah, it's wow. really interesting. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't I don't remember yeah. seeing that. Well, I'm gonna have to look through my issues now. I you know, are you talking about all those like crazy graphs that they have? I must am I supposed to be paying attention yeah, to that? <laughs> I mean, someone in the live chat definitely you know back me up, but it does say Hickman said uh Hulk 180, it's in there. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at those books right now, like I can see through the plastic bags and boards and read what you're talking about. But I'm gonna have to look at that, man. But um, you know what though? That's I, I don't know. That's the same thing. Like like Tivo said, think about the first appearance of Gambit. Chronologically, that that annual 14 annual. came out first, and he was just sitting in the back of the crowd. His head was there. In in terms of publication, that came out first. So what are we really going off? You mm -hmm. know, my thing has always been the cameo is a character but they're not named they can even speak but if they're not referenced by name that it's considered a cameo first appearance to me has always been this is blah 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 and they're introduced that's you know been you know but now it's been changed so long and unfortunately it's really what Overstreet used to say not so much anymore, but mm -hmm. now what CGC, CBCS, people look at the labels and they'll go off what's a cameo, what's a full appearance. But most of the time, it's 
Look, another example is uh, X-Men 120-121, right? Uh, first uh, cameo and first full appearance of Alpha Flight, which is a hot yep. book now. We told you the Alpha Flight's coming. But um, any predictions and scoops on the first lineup of the MCU X-Men? Uh, my guess is it, it's going to be like uh, original X-Men is my guess. I'm not going off anything, but I, I don't think they're going to be going uh, Wolverine quite yet. Um, I think they're going to go like you know, original X-Men, could be what do you guys think i would love to see that i actually so i think the best lineup to do is unfortunately and i'm being a classic x-men guy i would love to see original x-men but i say you just jump right into giant size x-men that way you get a little bit of everything you get the new x-men international team rescuing the old x-men so you get your cyclops you get your gene grave they don't have to be focal points of the story they're basically damsels in distress and we get thunderbird you get everyone else (laughs) Maybe they don't kill Thunderbird yet. Yo, actually, so in this recent issue of uh, Powers of Ten, bit of a spoiler, Thunderbird, I don't know, man. Anytime they reference Thunderbird, it was a, there was kind of a big reference to him this week, and you might be seeing a little bit more of him coming up. I, I need to catch up. I'm like on issue uh, two right now. But, you know, I'm kind of the type of person that I want to get like six issues in so I can just read them back yeah, to I back. I, you know, yeah, like, like you said with Hickman, it's you have to read it that way because right. it's so confusing. I mean, I, you know, I read uh, East of West. For, for image, I can't understand that until I go back and read like three issues prior. Yeah, King Nick says, I want Kitty Pride Disney Plus series with Millie Bobby Brown. You are getting Kitty Pride, but she's going to be in Excalibur. Uh, we dropped that last week that in the Excalibur series is going to be Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride, Captain Britain, led by Kit Harrington and the Black Knight. So, MI 13, all that good stuff, man. That's coming, man. Because, you know, you get a big actor like Kit Harrington coming off of Game of Thrones. You don't throw him in, you know, here's just a little spot in Eternals. Nope. They're going to just branch <laughs> off, do that whole UK thing, contrary to what Grace Randolph says. I just love debunking her any chance that I get. Um, uh, let's see what else we got. If you got any questions for your manimal here, he reads 20 comic books a day. So, you know, he doesn't have any free time whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, let me see what else we got here. Just uh, in the playback, nobody's gonna get this. But luckily, you know, we can. Uh, I want to see a Wolverine versus Predator movie once they find their Wolverine actor. Last I heard, man, is the part has not been turned down by Hugh Jackman yet. So basically, oh. Disney is holding out, to saying, "Hey, man, if you want the role, it's yours." You know. It's so so until he's so old now that it's like you can't. Old man Logan. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it safe to assume Mother Mold would be around the half size of Galactus? That would imagine regional Sentinel building size, Master Mold threes building stacks, Mother Mold half size. I have no idea what that means. I believe that's a reference to statues. <laughs> no, no, Mother, Mold, Mother Mold is it's what makes Master Molds, which Master Molds then make Sentinels. So Mother Mold is a big. Uh, it's a big factor in this uh, House of X right now. Oh, okay. I was like, man, I haven't read. I've gotten that. I haven't gotten that far yet. All I've, I've gotten to the part with Moore and McTaggart, and there's some. I mean, like you. I mean, I shouldn't be reading these late at night because I'm like, man, this is like Hickman all over again. It's good. That's why I want to go through it all. Um, is let me see. Is Manimal? Have you been reading the Curse of the White Knight? If so, how you like it from Symbiote Massacre? It's cool, man. Um, Batman White Knight was really fun. Have you ever read that one, the Batman White Knight? Yeah, I okay. have it. I actually have it. I haven't read it yet. It's good. It's a cool take on the Joker and the Jack Napier. And is he like, can he change himself? And Curse of the White Knights just a sequel and kind of brings in more of the Azrael type stuff. Yeah. Um, this I mean, question here, guy, right? I, this one I want to debunk. Well, Eddie Gomez asked Ronda Rousey should be the Hulk. Uh, no, Ugh, I mean, she, could, she can't even wrestle act. She's awful. <laughs> Talk. 
Yeah, I mean, they. I don't. For the most part, Marvel Studios hires actors of pretty good ilk, right? Even they, when they took Drax, they made him a good actor, and they, and they and they used him in the best to his ability. But Ronda Rousey is a rough, rough actor. Hard she to watch. Awful. I mean, you know, she makes Gina Carano look like Meryl Streep. You know, and man, Gina Carano is a lot better now, and she's going to be in the Mandalorian. How about that? But do you remember the uh, there was a movie that uh, Gina Carano was in called Haywire or something? She was like yeah. a badass. Yep. That was a they good movie. Actually, they digitally changed her voice in post production. That's how, how bad her inflection was. Really? Her, so they because you know she was just getting starting off acting. She's she's really nice to look at. I mean, she's a badass. But it's I mean, it's really cool to see her in uh, the Mandalorian. Man, I'm really getting stoked about that. Man, from the trailer, have you seen the trailer? What did your thoughts on the trailer, Manimal? I thought it was dope. I, I, I'm a big Star Wars guy. Um, I'm excited for it. You know, uh, I like, I, I think I mentioned this, um, maybe it was on Darth Castle. I mentioned this. I can't believe it's taken them this long to delve into the cinematic universe of Star Wars. It's crazy. Like, what's a richer tapestry of storylines and you've never done any side stories? Well, here's the thing, though, is if they didn't have a platform to really put it on, um, now they have now they have Disney Plus. Before they could only really put it on the big screen, and you know that's why they have these big giant films. But now they have the sandbox they could do. They're doing you know Obi Wan, Mandalorian. Right. Who knows? We heard a Mara Jade story. We heard they got to do Luke right because there's there's a lot of time in between like uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens to tell stories, right? There's they a lot like of time between. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, where he just oh, showed yeah. you know, he's a Jedi master all of a sudden. Where yeah, did he I mean, green lightsaber, all that storyline. I mean, that's that's awesome stuff. But that's why the Clone Wars is so awesome, and how when they just explain like kyber crystals and how every Jedi had to go into this cave to get their own kyber crystal and then build your own lightsaber. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I would I would love to go. I'm going to go back and watch like all because I believe the last season of uh, the Clone Wars is going to be dropping on Disney Plus as well. Remember, there's one last yeah. season that they haven't finished yet. Because when I watched Rebels, at first I was like, yeah, but then when I finished Rebels, I was totally on board for it. the scene with Ashoka Tanu fighting uh, Darth Vader. Dude, that was uh, one of the best extended universe scenes ever. When she finally saw Anakin and he, for a brief moment, he remembered who she was. Dude, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kato, uh, she, uh, she sliced his, uh, his, his metal plate and you kind of see his eye. Yeah. They fight it out. That is one of the best yeah. episodes on the. But series. in the Clone Wars prior to that, man, they they describe the Force like in detail, and that's the only thing you could really do on a weekly series, right? You can't really do that in the movies where you have two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah but, but now, yeah, but now with the Mandalorian, and uh, you know, uh, you know, it's me. It's it's what George Lucas want. George Lucas was big influences with uh, Akira Kurosawa. And westerns, right? So he really loved that aesthetic, and this is what it looks like. It looks like a, a freaking space western, is what, it, and they did it on purpose. And I think it, it looks absolutely gorgeous, man. That, you know, hopefully we don't get our hopes up uh, too high. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wanted to go back to the the She Hulk. I had a, something I was going to ask you guys. Do you think it's necessary? Everyone's kind of fan casting She Hulk as like these bigger, muscular women, but do you really need to look at Mark nope. Ruffalo? Oh, that guy doesn't even have any bicep definition. It's going to be, I think it's going to be CGI. I, I think it's yeah. going to be Jennifer Walters, like the lawyer, because it's right. a, it's going to be a show about her being a lawyer and her hulking out. So it's not going to be just totally green walking around all day long. I think they're going to go old school She-Hulk where she hulks out and becomes, you know, savage She-Hulk. What do you, think what do you think? Yeah, I mean, hiring some big buff actress just that just doesn't, you know, I, I, you can't. I, I just don't. I mean, now with Disney Plus money, we're talking about uh, Game of Thrones level type acting. Oh, my phone's like, I'm calling me from work. 
All right, let's close it up, boys and girls. We're just running about an hour. Man, I'm on any last words. No, I appreciate being on here. Thank you. Um, anytime you got an open spot, I'm always down to jump on. Love cool. it on here. Love the guys on here. Thanks for everyone being in the chat supporting. Hit that All like right. button. Hit that like. Subscribe up. We're almost at 2,000. We're going to do another giveaway. The next giveaway is going to be KRS Comics and Geeky Swag Shop exclusives. We're almost there. So any last words, Justin? Yeah. Uh, make sure you sub up Three Men in the Basement. Check out my part two video of my comic sketch art that just dropped uh, a couple days ago. Uh, and uh, uh, the comic swap for Three Men in the Basement is next Saturday, the 21st. So check that out as well on our channel. And one last thing, the Lords are heading to Baltimore Comic-Con. Myself and Otto will be there in October. So um, news to come. All right, come and make sure you see Otto and them. My work phone is blowing up. I got to go, boys and girls. So until next time, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Shake and bake and pull it back.